I think with with whole thing of Google thinking of um, like killing the third um, third party cookies and and more privacy in iOS, man, they're gonna force us to just to go for it and create good content. That's 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 gonna be the whole direction. So just create stuff that is good. Welcome everyone to a new episode of Behind the Upload. In this episode, we're going to talk to Marcus Bravo. Marcus is the head storyteller at Live Chat. In this episode, we're going to talk about Marcus's journey in creating a separate new channel for Live Chat called Success by Live Chat. We're also gonna talk about some strategies for promoting videos on LinkedIn. And we're also gonna talk about how to get started, uh, especially if you just have an iPhone and how he got started making YouTube videos with just an iPhone. As always, you can get show notes and resources at behindtheupload.com. And without further ado, enjoy the show. Thank you, Marcus, for joining me. I really appreciate it. Uh, so just want to tell me a bit about yourself and uh, live chat, kind of just get a high level overview. Okay, so let me start with a, a, a short story from my side. Um, I'm from Chile. I left the country when I was 20. Um, I had an internship in Disney World that changed my life. And I said, I'm not going back to Chile. And after that, I moved to New Zealand. Um, I started picking fruit, teaching Spanish, moved to Australia, uh, teaching scuba diving. Then I got a job in Miami, traveled the world a bit. Um, I met my wife in Miami. She happened to be Polish. We traveled a little bit around and we said, let's give Poland a chance. And here we are, six years already um, living in Poland. <laughs> um I know we were talking about video stuff, but I have to ask, like, what about Disney uh, changed your life? I think it, it, that, that planted the seed of marketing, like how every little thing that they do, it means something for the customer. Um, like it, everything that they do is, is part of a plan. So it's nothing happened by accident. So they make sure that it's the happiest place on earth for a reason. So everything has to put a little piece in it. Yeah, I love Disney as a model of just like... of operational excellence and just creating a, an experience that like is completely immersive. Yeah, I think it's great. That's, that's really fascinating. Also the Miami. Yeah, I'm from Miami as well. So um, that's right. a fun Miami connection. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me about uh, live chat and, and how you got involved in live chat. Just to make the story a little more crazier. Um, I opened my own ice cream um, company uh, right before the pandemic and obviously went bad. And I was thinking, what can I do? And I did a couple of podcasts and videos for some companies that, as a favor. And Live Chat happened to see some of those videos. They're like, all right, well, this guy has little, some communication skills that we can use. And they called me and said, look, we need it. We need someone for a project. Uh, we want to start making a lot more videos. So we'd love you to come over. Let's talk. Let's see what happens. And since then, for the last two years, I just... I've been making videos and video strategy and um, webinars and basically everything communication for live chat. Awesome. Awesome. So can you give me a high level overview? Because um, so live chat has, and you can correct me if this is inaccurate, but it has two channels. You have the live chat YouTube channel and then the success by live chat. So can you walk me through sort of high yeah. level of like what yeah. this, uh, what the video strategy is with these two channels and then we'll kind of d dive deeper into that but what's sort of the overview of live chats video uh set up right now so um live chat like any of uh, like most companies they knew that they had to make video right so um live has been around like, next year is going to be our 20th anniversary so it's been around for a, a awesome. while yeah um and they started a YouTube channel, though they needed to share some stuff. They um, they get a, an animator and a designer and they started putting video out. They started trying to make some things as live chat. But then we started growing with products. We have chatbot, help desk, uh, knowledge base, partner programs. We have a bunch of different things inside live chat. 
And we wanted to hit a different side of the funnel too. Uh, so we said, well, let's go top, top funnel. Let's just put stuff out that doesn't sell anything. Uh, it was really hard to sell internally that we didn't want to sell, but we, we just wanted to put value and knowledge and experiences and stories out that, um, hopefully we're going to help people. And when the people that we're helping eventually, they're going to think, well, if I ever need something like live chat, it will be live chat. What was the thought about creating a second channel? versus just doing uh doing it all on one channel it was it it had a lot of um uh pushback in the beginning people like they don't want to say like we have fifteen thousand followers in the live chat channel and why we're going to start a new one but because we we didn't know so many things we said look we we need to test it let's let's try it in the worst case we move all the content to the to the live chat channel so it was sort of my my personal challenge to get a thousand subscribers as fast as I could, thinking that it was going to be easy, but it wasn't. <laughs> it was not uh, easy or fast to get, and you know it probably. And yeah. it takes a lot of work. So I started working. Well, let's let's get the channel going, and I started inviting people personally in LinkedIn. Like, hey, look, I started a channel with some cool videos that um, hopefully they're going to help you in some stuff. Just check it out. If you like it, subscribe. So I did a lot of manual work of inviting people to check it out. Hopefully, um, gracefully, they liked it and they end up subscribing and the channel keep growing little by little. And we're planning just to keep like putting videos as much as I, uh, as we can. And, and hopefully that will turn into the main top of the funnel channel. We're not going to replace the live chat channel. This is going to be for a different sort of, uh, audience. Now, the content on the live chat channel is uh, mostly tutorials or like how to use the software. Is that like an accurate description? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we do we do some fun stuff once in a while, but uh, it's mostly for for the customer, for the one who already hooked in live chat and they need a little, little extra help. We have a couple of sales demos in there and stuff like that. But yeah, you're right. And then how would you describe this, the, the content on success? And also, if you, that's a good chance to also talk about uh, you have a bunch of different shows or series all under the success uh, channel. So if you want to talk about that as well. So um, again, uh, the, the, everything started like, well, Marcus, you're in charge. Do some stuff. And I I, I mean, even though I, I did uh, film school when I was young, that was 20 years ago, right? So everything I knew then is it's not applicable anymore. <laughs> so um. So I said, well, let's start with series. Let's try some different series that we're going to do this series for that. So it will be something different to find inside the channel. So I was thinking more of a, not a YouTube channel with just content, but a real channel with different things in there here. Um, so we tried the different, uh, different formats. We even, we bring in new formats every so-and-so just to see what, to be honest, it's just test, 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 right? It's to see what really sticks to people. What, what do they really like? what kind of content they're, they're really engaging with. And then we started adjusting. But um, yeah, I mean, the, the, the whole, everything that we did in the channel, I would love to say we knew exactly what we we're doing, but the, it was so much test that has to happen just for you to learn like, wow, this works, this doesn't work. What, uh, what did you find that worked? And also, how are you sort of measuring success? Is it just by views? Is it people that click through and go to live chat? Is it like comment? Like what, what, what's your measure for success and what did you find that worked well? In the beginning for me, subscribers, it was like the main thing, right? Like I wanted to have a lot of subscribers because it makes sense. Uh, even though the, the channel was never meant to be uh, monetized. So it's not um, something that we want to make money out, but still becoming a YouTube partner has little extra perks here and there, blah, blah, blah. 
but the whole um the whole sort of KPIs that we were looking at, uh views all is always important, but it was more about the engagement when we noticed that people were engaging not only in YouTube, but uh, for example, we, we will try the same video in LinkedIn and suddenly LinkedIn, we get five, 600 views out of a video uh, versus an early video. I don't know, 200, 300 views in YouTube. So, well, obviously we add those up, like something is working here and there. Um, but to me right now is, is more about, more about the number of people following the channel is is the 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 ones that they watch like not the subscribers but the other people that they get to that content because they're looking for something like ah oh, i don't know how to do i don't like public speaking i need some tips or SEO like how many or whatever. views you I mean, get from like from search or from discovery like how much of your traffic it starts coming from those sources is that what you're that's, saying that's the best part that's the best, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah exactly that's the best part so like most of the traffic comes out of our subscribers it's not like we we get probably 20% of the views are from subscribers, but the rest is just people looking for the content that we're putting out. And it's not, it's not easy because you see channels like, um, I don't know, like all the tech channels when you like you cover certain products or things like that. Um, th those are things that people look for all the time, but the things that we needed to teach were different. So it was a lot harder for us to like, well, who wants to really learn about the fish philosophy every day? But like maybe there's someone there who needs to know about the fish philosophy because they have a certain problem and we had content for that. So it was a, quite a struggle to find out what are the real numbers that we needed to look for. But now it's more about the engagement. The engagement. So when people come up, like make a comment or people find us in different channels, they find us LinkedIn here and there and they talk to us. And that's, that's sort of like, yes, we did something right. And what did you find uh, that did work well? I'm not sure if it's a format or what you talked about, like, what did you find that worked well? Um, the short formats for us were, they were, well, when, when we cover one subject in a very simple way, two, three minutes explaining what it is um, and things that we really knew. Um, I try to cover things that I didn't know very well. And I learned, I learned my, I, I never learned scripts, but I, I learned the material. I, I read about it and then I talked about it. And then when I watched that, I'm like, I don't believe myself. I mean, I, I really don't buy it. Like I, I'm talking about stuff that I don't know, but stuff that I really knew, um, it made a huge difference. I mean, and, and you can see it in the views, you can see it in, in the engagement of the video. Like people really like, oh, this guy knows what he's talking about versus sometimes that I didn't know what I was talking about. <laughs> now, you mentioned, uh, you know, a lot of this is about experimenting and testing. So you had a sh series or show, Hashtag Journey. If you want to tell me about the show, and then I, when I was when I was watching it, as, so there was the show ended, and now it pivoted to something else, and so that seems to encapsulate this experiment and reiterate uh, strategy that you're going with. So, if you kind of want to tell me about that and sort of what the show was, so, what you discovered along the way, and how that how that changed. So, what we did with Journey, um, we needed to bring some. I since from the moment that I started, I, I wanted to have someone else eventually with me. And uh, we look for some people and we found Kaya. Uh, she's the, the co-host of the channel, right? And when she joined, uh, she was a completely different person. She was a super cute, bubbly sort of influencer vibe. And we wanted to give, okay, well, you're going to create your own show about your own journey into working in live chat and then finding your way, blah, blah, blah. And she grew so fast and so well 
that there was no point to keep going f through this journey. Like she wanted to take over. Like, well, I can talk about things now that in, in a different way, like with so much more confidence and knowledge and I can prepare myself. Uh, most of the editing, she does it herself. So it, it, it literally the journey finished. So we, we said like, we don't have anything else to say in the, in this format. Let's turn it into a format. And, and she created her own stuff. Like now she talks about inside of customer service or customer support in different companies. And that's a, a lot more niche, but she feels so comfortable about it that it, it makes total sense. I think it's a good example of seeing what worked or also just her as a, as a content producer, uh, being able to pivot and do something else. Um, one thing that was interesting though, and I, I, this kind of ties into how do you figure out what type of topics to make videos about? Because looking at your top, your most popular videos, half of those videos were uh, from Kaya and they talked about something that was sort of like a trending topic at the time. So Cyberpunk 2077, uh, Elon Musk, um, and I know another one, oh, uh, Animal Animal Crossing. So those are all kind of trendy topics. Yeah, yeah. Has that factored into the type of content you make or like figuring out what type of videos you want to make? Um, to be honest, we, we thought about those. Um, we like the, the way I saw it, I, I always imagined Kaya being like, uh, uh, so w if we were top of the funnel, she will be top of our little funnel. She will be like the, the sort of like bringing the hot topics or like, oh, like just casual conversation. <laughs> and by the way, we have more content that Marcus is doing there. It's more specific, but go and check it out. So that was sort of the, the, um, the dynamic that we wanted to put with Kaya putting really hot topics, but, um, but little by little, we, we started sort of walking away from that approach because even though we got a lot of views and people hooked into this content, they, they didn't stay with us. Mm -hmm. They didn't really check much of uh, most of the other stuff that we were doing because it was a different niche. Like people looking for cyberpunk. I mean, we put that video out like a perfect timing. Uh, Kaya even she bought she bought cyberpunk uh, stock the day before they put um, sorry CD Projekt Red stock the day before cyberpunk came out. So she was super into it. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, it was good content. It's fun. It's easy to digest. But it was not uh, the the people that we wanted to stay with. So that that's why we also sort of mm -hmm. keep moving from it. Yeah, I think that could be an alluring thing where if you make stuff about trending topics and you get those views, but it doesn't actually convert to people that subscribe to your channel or go to your website or, you know, are potential customers, then it's like, doesn't really matter. It's just sort of like a, a vanity metric. Exactly. And and after all, even though the, I mean, we could go to the company and say, look, like we have our numbers are beautiful, but we're not doing anything. Uh, we're, we're not really helping the company. So we really wanted to make a difference. And look, even if also we had to explain them, like if, if we wanted to stay with the people that we want is going to be a, a very or a much smaller number than uh, like channels with million views. Right. But that's not our business. And we, we're, we're not selling to everyone. We, we have a niche. So let's focus on that people. Uh, do you want to tell me about your uh, your podcast as well? Yeah, well, I mean, we, we started incoming chat. Um, when everybody was making podcasts, I mean, everybody's still making podcasts. I, I started my own podcast after that too, <laughs> but it's fun. I mean, I love it. It's like therapy. Like I just mm. talk all about my life and, <laughs> and things like that. So we wanted to uh, make a, a podcast and um, I had a lot of friends that they live here in Poland uh, that they're doing very interesting stuff. So I said, look, let me make a list of 10 people. Let's make 10 episodes. Um, we didn't even have the right equipment at that time. We were just improvising with whatever we had. 
and um, start picking up. It's not that we get tons of hundreds of views, but we get so much content out of that. I mean, we can slice each podcast in hundreds of little pieces and put them all around the internet. And they all make sense because they're, they were very, very well thought interviews. I mean, we brought people like, all right, you're, oh, you're a social media manager for a video game company. We have a lot to talk about. Well, you're a, I don't know, you're a VC f- uh, fund investor relations, whatever. Um, so we, we had really cool things to talk about. And then exactly. And, and then the best part is just that you have, you end up with so much content. You end up with growing your network. I mean, I keep learning so much from people that I interview all the time. Um, so it's, it's a great experience and, and, and little by little, you also leave your, you create a brand too, because, um, not too many podcasts survive for that long. So, I mean, we, we are in episode, almost episode 30. That, that's that's a lot of, that's a very old podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know making it past. I mean, I started a podcast like 10 years ago <laughs> and we got like four episodes oh, wow. in. Uh, yeah, I kind of kick myself down. I'm like, you know, if we kept it with it over 10 years, we were way ahead of the curve. Like we would have been huge by now, but, uh, yeah, it's a lot of work. Uh, and yeah, you know, it didn't, um, we didn't stick with it, but, um, yeah, uh, 30 episodes is great. When did you decide also to include video in the podcast? Cause you also have this as YouTube videos and you have a very nice video setup. Uh, so when did, when did you realize, oh, we should also turn this into a video component? I, I, if I remember well, I think, I think it was the other way around. I was like, well, let's have, like, I didn't want to have a video by myself. Mm. So like, let's invite someone and talk about it. Cool. And then like, wait, what if we do it podcast style? So we have like the headphones and the microphones, like really podcasty looking. And then when we were done with that, they were like, well, we actually have a podcast right here. So why don't we just start putting it as a podcast too? So it was, it was sort of the other okay. way around. The podcast was born out of the style that, that, that we wanted to bring into the video. So it was like an interview show. And then you're like, well, let's turn it into a podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, we have the material. Why not? Uh, all right. Very cool. And now with all the videos in general, can you walk me through, you know, I kind of like break down just the tech stuff, like what kind of gear are you using? What's sort of the uh, gear software? Uh, stuff like that. When so um, in the beginning, we started shooting in the office, like most people, uh, like most companies, right? Uh, but eventually the company decided to invest a little bit in an office uh, and turn it into a studio. So we have a very specific place that um, our video producer turned uh, into a like better acoustics and stuff like that. Um, for, for example, for the podcast, we use two cameras, uh, two Sonys, um, Sony Alpha and Sony 6500. And for the general shot, we use an iPhone. Because is the, the iPhone, I think it's iPhone 12. Because is the the video is great, so we have that one as a general shot, like a wide shot, and then cameras for each one of us. Um, for microphones, we use a Sennheiser sh- uh, shotgun for most of the videos, but we also have um, Rode Procaster for the podcast. The rest is that we edit everything in DaVinci Studio, and. I think I think that's about it. And we record the video, um, I mean, the audio in uh, Zoom H6. Okay. See, I did my homework. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm curious about uh, using DaVinci because, I, I, you know, I've been hearing more and more of more people uh, shifting to using that. Uh, what, were, what were the thoughts about using that for, for editing? The thing is, our video producer, he was very into color correction. That was his favorite thing of post-producing, right? So he started practicing with DaVinci and then we were like, all right, well, we're going to need Final Cut or something like he said, well, DaVinci has everything that the others won't have, and I already know how to use it. 
And and I started using it right after too. So like he showed me the, the basics, and now if I do my stuff, I do it with DaVinci because I mean it's free. I, it's, yeah, they're very good marketing <laughs> program. <laughs> use our software for free, and if you want to use it professionally, then you just pay the upgrade fee. But yeah, it's then a great. Pay, yeah. It's a great. Yeah, they've, they've got uh, Blackmagic has a great a great model. Um, now, how, oh yeah, and yeah. black, uh, and we use a couple of black magic um, stuff for uh, for if we do live sessions. Mm. Uh, I think we have a black magic switch. Yeah, uh, the A10 is also very. Cool. I think I saw it in one of your videos. The, mm-hmm. the little, yeah, I have one somewhere around here. <laughs> uh, yeah, those things are great. <laughs> you, would you use that uh, just if you're doing live streams? Yeah, we only use it for for that because all the rest um, our video producer rather to sh- shoot everything and then just um, edit uh, piece by piece video, like grab all the different feeds and and do it in, in DaVinci afterwards. So how many people are on the uh, behind the scenes on the team? You mentioned a video editor. Are there, is there, you have very kind of uh, dynamic animations like for your intros, for your videos. So who else is there another, is there another uh, graphic designer doing that? Is it same editor? We get to borrow the people from, from LiveChat. So LiveChat has a whole design stuff just for everything that they do, right? Websites and, and everything. So one of the guys is also an animator, actually mainly an animator. So um, in the beginning or, or anytime we do something new, we just go to our designer, like, look, we need a logo or some elements that were like popping up, like, cool. He designed a couple of things, give it to the animator, make a cool intro. But after that, it's just me, the video producer and Kaya. It's, it's a team of three doing all that. Like when, when we set up things and, and um, most of the editing and everything, it, it's just a team of three, which, I mean, even though we, I mean, we do have good equipment, most companies really think like, wow, like if we're going to video, we're going to need so many more people. Like, no, you can, you can bootstrap it, how they say, but. Um, yeah. I mean, even, you know, you've, you've, expl- you've displayed, you could use the iPhone, you're already using that as one of your cameras and DaVinci Resolve is free. Uh, so like half of your setup, you're already have everything right there with stuff that probably people probably already have maybe buy my buy a nice microphone you know and add yeah, on to exactly. it <laughs> or, uh, or in a zoom or something that that's yeah i know that that's something like even even the one i'm using now the thing i, I think i paid less than a hundred dollars for it uh it's a behringer uh, yeah, um, those things are good and i'm using it with the is it, it a xlr that's going into your computer like through one of one of these Yep. No, actually, it's, it's it's full on with the with the interface. Oh, no, is that a USB? But I also pay less than a hundred dollars for this. Oh, one. that's good. That's good. All right, we'll put that link too. No, it's not USB. It's a, it's a full XLR into a into USB interface. It's pretty cool. Now, I did want to ask also. So, once you have the videos done, have you? What's your thought process behind uh, thumbnail creation, metadata? In, are you using any uh, tools as far as like keyword research or optimizing the metadata around it? Um, have you discovered anything with like what type of thumbnail styles work better? Uh, can you walk me kind of through what your process is with that? So uh, for the thumbnails, the first thing we did, it was literally watch a video on YouTube about how to make good th- um, thumbnails. And, uh, but um, yeah, I, I, I told the designers, like, look, just give me the, give me the templates, give me things and I will, I will take care of the thumbnails. And um, Kaya also got a couple of, a uh, couple of tools. I think it was, um, uh, pick monkey or something, no, something like that. Um, and she started just creating her own stuff. Uh, but we like, even in the video that we put a video out about making video and making thumbnails, we, we sort of used the basics, like have a big face, have a catchy title and contrasty colors, right? I mean, the, there's no much science behind. Uh, the only thing that we didn't want to do is just try to put stuff in the, in the titles in there that they're not 
they just clickbait, right? Um, so we, 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 we stay away from that. We created them as, uh, ourselves. I do have a meeting with, uh, with our SEO expert once in a while. I look, we're going to make a video about this. Do you think it has potential? Um, and he will, he will do a, a small research or point me in the right direction. And nowadays I'm also using, um, Surfer, um, SEO and, and they have a little, um, Adam for Chrome. So I just put it in there, put, put some search in Google and it will give me a bunch of different options and different, um, search intents. But that's basically, it. I mean, I, I, I try to keep it very simple. I, I, I love SEO, but I don't like to write for SEO. I, I, I tweak a word or two in, in my descriptions, but otherwise I'll, uh, the video is about what it is. I'm, I'm not trying to create just for, for hitting the, for hitting Google. Actually, I interviewed Tomas uh, from Surfer SEO for uh, the first episode. Yeah. Um, and he, uh, yeah, he mentioned an interesting thing where he said you could uh, use Surfer to write your uh, content description, your YouTube description, um, by just shortening the, you know, just instead of like the, the target number of words, you just make it like 500 instead of the 2000 that it'll, it'll recommend. And then you can kind of use that as a, easier way if you're targeting a keyword to, to write out your description and uh you know try to optimize your description for youtube it's, it's definitely a definitely a great tool yeah um and and they keep making it better i mean i, I talk to thomas every so and so in linkedin and um they're doing a lot of cool stuff in there i mean i, I i'm also a friend of uh tim i mean not friends but we know each other from online with tim from href mm -hmm. which is also a great tool yeah. but um yeah but nowadays I'm, I'm i'm playing around with surfer a lot yeah yeah no, that's great no, we talked about thumbnails. I, I was just curious, though, if you did find that something worked better thumbnails-wise, or uh, just kind of keeping it simple. I was uh, I try to I try to keep it simple, mm -hmm. uh, but I, I was surprised. We have a series called Raw, uh, which we we basically take a screenshot out of the video, and still works well. Um, there's nothing. It's just like it will be, for example, this this frame, just me talking. Mm -hmm. And we just make that into a thumbnail. No, no titles, no animations, no nothing in between. It's just, it's just a quick uh, screenshot from the video. And sometimes just, um, it's a good mix of having a good title or a good thumbnails. If you have both of them, great. But like you probably know, it's, it's a lot of, sometimes a lot of luck. Yeah. Like sometimes you create a, a thumbnail based on, whatever like i don't feel like it and then wow this is the best thumbnail you ever created or you see some videos go viral and they have like no thumbnail and it's just some random <laughs> thing that froze and exactly. it's like all right well you know what do we know <laughs> uh once you publish <laughs> yeah, exactly. right? <laughs> uh once you publish do you have any kind of um sharing model distribution model that you found worked as far as like how you get the video out um i know you that it, the videos also live on your website so uh, I don't know if that has, if you found that that helps people find it, if that's just sort of keep your website organized. Um, yeah. How do you like promote it after? So the, the website stays there because it's, that's our blog place. Right. And we obviously have the videos there, but um, YouTube started picking up so well that we decided to focus more on YouTube and distribution wise in the beginning, we, for the first year, we only focus on creating. Uh, we'll, we'll make a video and we'll post a video out in few, like in social media, right? Uh, it worked really well to have a good network in LinkedIn. Cause if you have that, you can put a little preview of your video and your network will, will promote itself or decide liking it. It will go around LinkedIn. I think LinkedIn for me, at, at least is a, 
is a great tool of distribution. Um, but nowadays, um, what I want to do, I want to, I want to slow down with creating content. I want to go back to the stuff that we have and try to like slice up everything and start using it and repurposing. So we can see like if, if there's a big difference, all right, well, new material versus old material, what's working better, what's working worse. But I mean, there's so much material there that it'll be a shame just to let it, like, let it die. I have some videos that they got 50 views <laughs> and I never really promote them well. You know, I was like, I want to like, what if I go back and put it again? Maybe I'll get some more views. Right. When you say, uh, can you tell me more about your LinkedIn strategy? Are you sharing the YouTube link? Are you uploading a shorter version of the video? Are you uploading the entire video? What, what's that look like? So what I, I try a few things, but what it worked um, the best was to put a little preview. So I'll, I will slice the video in just, just a little bit and um, I upload it natively and, and then say, well, if you want to watch the whole video, go to YouTube, link in the comments. So I try to click all the boxes with like all oh, the best, the best thing to do on LinkedIn is just send people that. But sometimes I don't even feel like doing all that. So I will just put the link and sometimes it works well too. Yeah. I hear mixed things of uh, sharing content on LinkedIn or Twitter where it's like, okay, if you like post a link to another site, they're like, eh, we don't really want to promote this as much as you uploading uh, content natively to our platform. <laughs> uh no just kind of overall do you have any i know you have a video on kind of starting a video marketing strategy and it's kind of a very thorough step-by-step -step guide uh do you have any kind of just general tips or things to share uh here that you think is useful like useful takeaways um, I think the best, it's going to sound super cliche, but the best thing is just to start. Grab your phone, start recording yourself, because uh, then you're going to lose the, the fear and you're going to find your own style. And it's going to help you also to be more authentic in camera, because um, a, a lot of times you see people in YouTube that you're like, oh my God, you're you're literally a different person. You're you're not being yourself. Um, and, and, and you can tell, you can tell when people do that. And, and it, but when you're authentic and you find your own style, you feel comfortable in your own skin, you just grab the camera and start talking. Cause eventually, little by little, don't worry about the results yet. I mean, just, just do stuff, do stuff, do stuff. And then you learn so much in that little process that when you have to do stuff that is maybe higher level or more important, uh, it'll be a lot easier. I think that goes back to what you said earlier also of, of, uh, talking about stuff that you are, are knowledgeable or passionate about uh, versus talking about stuff that you you think people want to hear about, but maybe you're not an expert in it, exactly. so it doesn't come off as uh, authentic because you, you're you trying to be something that you're not. Exactly. I, I still, there, <laughs> there's one video that I have in my channel that I um, is about SEO. Oh my God, like every time I watch that, I, I, it's cringy. <laughs> and I don't want to delete it because I know, I, I want to watch it just to remind me, don't ever talk about things that you don't know just 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 please we won't link to that one in the show so we won't have that link no 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 please don't please don't uh i'm sure people will find it anyways. uh and now what are just kind of some closing thoughts what are your general thoughts of just direction things are going with brands and having like a media arm or just a media presence like this separate channel it is success by live chat so it seems like a kind of like a separate media entity with its own shows? What, what are your general thoughts of like where things are going in general? I love the way media is taking over, right? Media is being, video especially is becoming so important for companies to talk like face-to-face -face with the customer. But what I think is really, really making a, a big difference is 
not pushing, but encouraging your people to talk about your own brand, like personal branding. Let them create the personal branding. Help them out to put content out themselves or even create content that they they're willing to share. Because if, if you... If you see people just retweeting something that the company said, that you know that like, oh, my, my social media asked me to do that. Uh, but but when they're they're passionate about things that you do, like I don't know, you did a trip or um, or you did a huge feature for the product, and they're very proud of it because you're pointing out like, look, we're doing this as a team, um, and you're encouraging them to just to create their own personal brand because it's going to be good for them for the future too. But people want to see that they want to see people sharing their company, they want to see people behind the company, people behind the product. And see if the values of the people behind the products also ma matches their values. But um, I think it's going in the, in the right direction. I think with with whole thing of Google thinking of um, like killing the third um, third party cookies and and more privacy in iOS, man, they're gonna force us to just to go for it and create good content. That's 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 gonna be the whole direction. So just create stuff that is good. Yeah, I think that's always the best lesson. I mean, you create good content, you build your audience, and now your audience follows you because you're putting out good content. Well, thank you so much, Marcus. I really appreciate your time. Uh, and where can people find out more about you, find out more about the channel? Definitely about me. I spend most of my time in LinkedIn. So uh, Marcos Bravo, there are not that many Marcos Bravo in there. So <laughs> just go and find me there. Happy to connect with everyone. Um Go to uh, Success by Live Chat. Uh, check it out. We have um, tons of videos in there. We have our podcast, Incoming Chat, that you can find in most, um, in most uh, everywhere, basically. <laughs> and yeah, and, and check what the, what we're doing in Live Chat. I mean, we're doing, we, we're doing a lot of things and there are a lot of crazy things coming very soon that um, they're going to turn the company in a, in, a, in, a, in a different animal, which we're very proud of it. So, um, yeah, just keep an eye. Keep an eye. Find me on LinkedIn, YouTube, and happy to connect. That's great. That's very exciting. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for watching and listening. Uh, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, whether that's YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever. If you enjoyed this episode, a big thing you can do is leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That will help get the show higher ranked and get more people discovering the show, and that will let us make better content for you in the future. Thank you so much for watching. I'll see you in the next episode.